Hello and welcome to the Art of Adoption podcast, a place to share and listen to stories about adoption and to raise awareness and remove any stigma surrounding adoption. On this podcast, you will hear real stories from real people about how foster care and or adoption has uniquely shaped each of them as they share the good, the not so good, and the art of it all. I am your host, Amber White. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Art of Adoption podcast. It means so much to me that you're here listening today, so thank you. And hey, do you know someone who may be interested in listening to it too? If so, send them here. They can find me anywhere they listen to podcasts or by going directly to artofadoptionpod.com. They can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at the Art of Adoption podcast or email me at artofadoptionpod at gmail.com. Plus, now you can leave me a message, answer a question I might put out there, ask me a question, make a statement, sing a song, whatever. And you may just hear your voice on an upcoming episode. That number is 720-722-2839. I look forward to hearing from you in one form or another. I just want to give you guys a heads up that the next two weeks, there will be no new episodes as I am taking the time to be with family and do a little bit of traveling for the holidays. But I will be back with a brand new shiny episode on January 7th. Today, I will be talking about the foster system, foster care, and or adoption through foster care, previously known as foster adopt or foster to adopt. So far away, show us where we are What makes the sun go to sleep every night And what's it dreaming of? Today, there are more than 400,000 children and teens in foster care who are waiting for the love and security that a permanent home provides. It's important to remember that these children enter foster care through no fault of their own. And most of them, if not all, are there because they have suffered forms of abuse, neglect, or they've been abandoned. These children will remain in the custody of the state. And during that time, their birth parents are given the opportunity to complete services that will allow the children to be returned to them if it is in the child's best interest. The time they are allowed to complete these tasks varies per state. A little over half of the children who go into foster care will be reunified with their birth families. But unfortunately, 25% of those children reunified will end up back in foster care at some point or another. Reunification is always the goal. However, reunification is not always what is best. The state will first look for a family member to foster these children and adopt if that's the direction it goes. That is called kinship foster care or kinship adoption. After all family options have been exhausted, the children will be placed in a licensed foster home. And if it comes to it, the foster family will have the option to adopt. How come the sky sometimes hides behind the clouds? Maybe it's just like me. Adopting from foster care is similar to other types of adoption. Check out episode one to learn all about that process. But foster care adoptions are different in a few important ways. One, you aren't guaranteed to get an infant. 
It is possible to adopt a baby from foster care. However, the children who are available for adoption generally range from toddler to 21 years old, with the average being about six to eight years old. Also, almost all children in foster care have experienced some form of trauma and abuse. So parents who adopt from foster care must partake in special training sessions to understand how that trauma affects these children. And they will also learn how to assist in the healing process. And adopting from foster care costs little to no money, but you will pay for it in other ways, (laughs) either emotionally, physically, mentally and even sometimes spiritually it really makes me wonder now let's discuss what i call the entourage when you take in a child through foster care be prepared for the entourage that almost literally follows them into your home and your life every foster child comes fully equipped with a county social worker They are employed through the county in which the child was taken into protective custody. This social worker also carries the entire case and ultimately makes the decisions about the child's life. In some cases, you will end up working with two, count them, two social workers. And if and when the child is heading towards adoption, this new social worker is also called an adoption social worker. Your foster child will also come with a guardian ad litem. A guardian ad litem is a lawyer appointed by the court to look after the best interests of a child during court proceedings. Since legal representation for these children is only one aspect of assuring their well-being, the guardian ad litem must work closely with foster parents, therapists, caseworkers, teachers, pediatricians, and other medical professionals to determine what action is in the best interest of the child. Guardian ad litem attorneys can be and usually are assisted by court-appointed volunteers referred to as CASAs or court-appointed special advocates. That's right. The next person in your entourage is a CASA volunteer. They are members of the community who work with the guardian ad litem to represent the best interests of a child whose case is before the court. CASA volunteers serve as the eyes and ears of both the guardian ad litem and the court. They gather relevant information about the child, the family, and most importantly, they get to know the child. And let's not forget the weekly visits with their birth parents during court-appointed parenting time. And that's not all. Enter all mental or physical health care providers. Besides their regular dental and pediatric visits, if a child in your home is receiving special services, such as mental health therapy, physical therapy, or occupational therapy, you have just made one to three more new friends. Foster parents, or resource families, have the opportunity to make lots of new friends. It's a time that calls for being flexible and just taking everything one step at a time, one day at a time. And fostering a child before adopting them does have its benefits. For instance, if you're just dying to share the love and knowledge you have with the child while you're waiting for that perfect time match, you can begin parenting sooner. You can assess whether or not you and the child placed in your care could have a permanent attachment to each other or not. You can gain experience on parenting a wide range of ages or parenting a child who has experienced trauma. Um, You can start to build those family bonds. You can also begin to understand children's needs and can more accurately negotiate adoption assistance if needed. Foster parenting can demonstrate a prospective adoptive family's suitability for an adoptive placement, which can really speed up the adoption process if and when it comes to that. So that's also a benefit. Um, Another benefit is that foster parents are able to build relationships with the children's family members that can continue after the child has been adopted. 
One thing to always keep in mind is that the number one goal is to reunify the child with his or her birth parents if relinquishment hasn't been ordered or established. Foster parents must support all efforts of reunification if that is the goal in the permanency plan created by the court or agency. There is always a very real possibility that children will be returned to their birth parents or placed with other biological family members. Although that determination will almost always be made before the designation by the court and of the placement as adoption. This dual role for foster parents is sometimes referred to as concurrent planning, meaning that while a plan to reunify children with their parents is being actively pursued, at the same time, work is being done to quickly achieve an alternate permanency plan, often adoption by the foster parents, should the reunification plan not be successful. How come the trees gets untrust when it's cold? And don't they miss the leaves they left behind? So you're thinking about fostering a child, but you have more questions. Here are some of the most frequently asked questions and the short answer for each. What qualities should I possess? The most important qualities for success are being flexible, tolerant, and patient. The most successful foster parents are open-minded, reliable, and willing to learn new parenting styles and techniques for children with different and special needs. In some states, you will be required to be licensed along with special training, whereas in other states, special training courses will suffice. Most places that offer special training will provide you with everything else you need, including orientation, ongoing training, in-person support, and 24-7 on-call support, plus many other services and tools to help you succeed. How long will the child be in my home? This varies from situation to situation. It can be a few weeks or a few months. It can be after a year or forever if the child is eligible for adoption and you are willing to adopt. And sadly, there are other children who will age out of the foster system at the age of 18 without ever having been adopted. What kinds of kids will be placed? Mm, there's not one way to answer this question because there's no typical child in foster care. When it comes to foster children, one size does not fit all. Some kids are stepping down from residential treatment. Some have developmental delays. Some have suffered unspeakable abuse. Some have never been required to follow the rules of society. Some have built walls around themselves to keep out the hurt. And some have lost their beloved homes and families. Most will undergo counseling and therapy while in foster care. It won't be easy to help a child who has known such pain and upheaval, but you will be trained extensively on how to handle the specific needs of your foster child. Must I take any child placed with me? No. You may request additional information and you may always accept or reject a child's placement. You have the absolute right to do what you think is best for your family. Will I get to meet the child before they are placed? Sometimes. The caseworkers do their best to meet ahead of time, but often a child's need for a foster home is urgent. And you won't be able to meet your foster child until he or she arrives at your door. Do I get any form of compensation? Yes, you will be provided with compensation to cover room and board costs of the foster children, depending on your state's current rate structure and payment system. 
This money is provided to cover such expenses as food, clothing, shelter, transportation, recreation, and allowance, and this should not be considered income. You will not be responsible for your child's medical costs as that is covered by the state. How will my own children be affected? All children are influenced by behaviors and attitudes of other people, whether these individuals are friends at school, neighbors, or foster children. If your children understand your expectations and have a sense of appropriate behavior and values, it is unlikely that they will be adversely affected. Do foster children need their own rooms? No. Children of the same sex are permitted to share bedrooms as long as the foster child has space for personal items. Children are not allowed to share the same bed, and there must be a door for privacy. Where and when do children visit their families? Visits are important to help the child maintain a sense of connection and identity. Visitation schedules vary and may be scheduled once a week or once or twice a month. You'll be asked to transport the child to visits, which are usually held in supervised office settings. What if I get too overwhelmed by the child placed? In order to not get burnt out, agencies provide respite care, both on a regular schedule and on an emergency basis. They also recognize that sometimes placements fail, despite everyone's best efforts. If the situation becomes unworkable, they will move the child to another home. What forms of discipline am I allowed to enforce? You are only allowed to use appropriate non-physical methods of discipline, such as removing privileges, giving timeouts, and using rewards, encouragement, and praise for good behavior. Some of those rules may be no physical punishment, no withholding meals, clothing, or shelter, no verbal abuse or name calling, no threats to have a child removed, no physically strenuous work or exercise solely for punishment. No allowing other children to punish the foster child. Do children become available for adoption? Yes, sometimes for various reasons, children are unable to return home and may have a court-ordered goal of adoption. Foster families are always given adoption consideration when a child in their home needs a permanent family. Foster care is not adoption, so preparing for the grief that can follow a child's reunion with his or her family is just part of the deal. If the court decides not to reunite a child with his or her birth parent, hopefully you'll be in line to adopt that child, if you choose to. Either way, children have to leave foster care at some point, and you may not hear from that child or learn his or her whereabouts afterwards, which can definitely be rough. So after considering everything about foster care, if you decide it is not for you, that is absolutely okay. There are still so many ways you can help foster children and foster families. Check with agencies or foster families in your community to see how you can help them. Some ways to offer assistance are to become an approved caregiver or babysitter for foster families or offer home-cooked meals to families when they welcome a new child into their home. You can also encourage other people to get involved, too. You can always donate children's clothing, toys, diapers, beds, baby items, school supplies, and money to foster families or agencies that can distribute them to where they are most needed. There are many ways to get involved and help these children and families. And of course, any amount of help is always appreciated.
Look, only you know for sure if you are meant to be a foster parent or not. There may never be a great time to become a foster parent, but then again, it's never a great time for a child to become a foster child either. But they don't get to decide. The children are there and waiting now. So if you have that calling or the tugging on your heart, then the time is now. So far away, show us where we are. What makes the sun go to sleep every night? And what's it dreaming of? I wonder. Thank you for listening. And tune in Monday, January 8th for a very special story about one very special boy. Find me on Facebook and Instagram at the Art of Adoption Podcast or email me at artofadoptionpod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave a voicemail about anything on your mind or heart at 720-722-2839. Artwork, production, and editing by me, Amber Way. The theme music, Forever Home, was written and produced by David Other. Find him at davidother.com or on Facebook. Also, make sure to subscribe and rate and review, hopefully with five stars. And have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. See you in 2019. Bye!